0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, and we are joined now by Tim Cato, Dallas Mavericks and NBA writer for The Athletic. Tim, good morning.
1: Hey, guys. How are you?
0: Good. You know, the expression, you can't, can't tell the guys without the program, has never been more true than watching the Mavericks. I was looking at stuff last night, and half of their top eight, in terms of minutes played, have missed half the games this year. Is your head spinning, just trying to follow the lineup?
1: It's it's been it's been it feels like preseason or something you know it's like like weirdo exhibition games that that are just like this clearly isn't the right team this is the, you know this isn't the Mavericks but but you know like that's that's the circumstance we're in so it, it does seem like most of the the players who've been out are coming back tonight finally but uh, but certainly the past couple of weeks of of just having you know these these kind of bare bones rosters and then Luca at the top uh, have been have been weird for sure.
2: So when. You get everybody back. Is this team as good, better, worse than last season?
1: I think they're better. Um, you know, I, I think that's kind of a, a natural expectation that a, that a young team with young players who you know kind of shored up one of its biggest root weaknesses and in terms of perimeter defense and just defense in general. I think I think the expectations that they should be should be better. Um, you know, obviously it's it's uh it's been hard to tell, and and and, and again like. You know, we're almost 20 games in the season, and usually by now I should be able to tell you. And, and so it's weird—it's weird that I'm not. But uh, but but yeah, no, I, I think the expectation is the Mavericks are definitely going to be better. And it's kind of a look at last season—they were a team that that underperformed a lot of their underlying stats, just in terms of you know they they uh, they were very bad in close games, and, and beat when they won they won big. So that that's always an indicator that you know there's definitely room for improvement, and I think I am expecting that. Once, uh, once the team kind of fully forms and, and is healthy and and together again.
0: Porzingis is uh, unlucky. Porzingis is fragile. Porzingis is dot dot dot. How how would you describe his uh, inability to stay in the lineup?
1: Yeah, I think I think it's uh, I think both words you you use have some validity. Um, it's funny, I'm, I'm kind of writing. About, uh, about this about this problem for, for next week? I, I think I think that that you know, I think there's some room for optimism. He is you know, I think the concern is that he's a he's a seven three player who plays really unlike any previous seven three players. We've seen 7 seven four players in the league, but those are those are stockier dudes and, and this is, you know, much you know, he definitely has a body type more like a guard. And that brings more concerns about the way he moves and, and kind of the risks he uh, is exposed to. But but I think there's there's room for optimism just in the sense that you know the the surgery he had over the off season was caused by a contact. You know it was caused by contact. It wasn't non contact. It was it was somebody falling into his leg. It was relatively minor. You know the meniscus is a is a well known injury. And uh, you know, it, it, honestly, the only reason it was even a quote-unquote issue is that he kind of delayed the surgery, thinking the season would start later, and and so it, he did, he did end up missing, I think, the first eight games. But it was almost a, a kind of a, a you know game tele, of telephone where he just didn't realize the season would would start as soon as it would, and, and I don't think any of us would yeah, did. So it was much more obvious that he that he had you know yet another injury factor. So you know, it's it's. Certainly, it's been unlucky uh, to 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 have a contact injury like that. Um, it, it, it's always going to be a risk for him, but I, I don't think that there have been any massive, glaring red flags um, since he's recovered from that ACL injury. Um, even if you look, even if you do have some concerns about the overall body of work of him, you know, often often coming down with injuries in, in several seasons, even even before the ACL happened.
2: Donce is 21 years of age and is so phenomenal. Where can this gu- this kid go
1: in terms of not already being there? I mean, best ever something like that. I mean, I, I, I will, I'm not sure I'd predict that per se. I'm not. I'm not guaranteeing it by any means. But to, to look at to look at what he's doing right now, that the the heights he's reaching already, and to say it's not possible, I think I think you're fooling yourself you know, like these, every, you know, even last season, he was, he was doing things statistically that nobody except LeBron has, has ever done at, at the age that he is. So it's, it's really staggering how, how good he is, how, how, old he, how all the, all all already looks uh, both in his play and the way that he, he gets annoyed sometimes with, uh, with reps and teammates, not finishing stuff. <laughs> and then just, you know, honestly even himself, uh, missing shots, he can get, uh, get a uh, kind of a uh, just uh, uh exhausted with you know sometimes he just looks so old on the court uh, just just with the stress that he, he, he kind of puts on himself but but yeah no he's he's by far you know he's, he's got to be a, a top five player in the league right now and and i think he's destined to be the best player to, to win MVP it's probably not this season with with the way that things have broke so far but i wouldn't i wouldn't rule it out and, and certainly in the coming years uh, I think it's it's very very likely that that, that he will win at least one, and, and, and then we're going to talk about how many he's going to win over the course of his career.
0: Does Rick Carlisle or anyone on the staff ever talk about uh, what he needs to improve, or do those discussions, if they happen, just don't happen publicly anymore because he's so good?
1: Yeah, not uh, here and there. You know, I, I think it's everybody knows how good he is, so it's okay to, to criticize him occasionally, but. You know, I think the big thing is just, you know, consistently hitting jump shots and specifically three point, uh, three point three pointers, as he's actually improved a bit on his mid range. And and so I think just the, the consistency with his three point shot and the consistency with his defense, which you know, I, I know that he he doesn't have a defensive reputation as a as a good defender, but he's been good this season and, and he absolutely is capable of it, but there are still moments where he just loses focus or, or is inconsistent or, or kind of zones out. And I think A lot of star players have that, but the more that he is able to have a switch that he can flip um, and then the the more that he can keep it on, I think that's only going to make him a better player and more valuable to to the team.
2: So going forward with the Mavericks, you look at players and what they want in the league. Of course, everybody wants to be paid. They want to play, and they want to play on a good team. And so Doncic has an opportunity to provide you. Uh, He can't pay you, but... He's a great player and he can help your team win ball games. What's a salary cap situation, beyond, not right now, but going forward as
1: far as them having money to be able to bring in guys? Uh, so it's going to be this coming summer that they're going to have this this window where Donchage is still on the, the rookie scale deal, obviously way under what he will be paid in the, in the very near future. Because uh, when when next Start so in the months leading up to next season, uh, that's when he's going to be eligible for for that that massive extension. Um, I, depending on what he qualifies for, you know, I, I think it's going to be like twenty five or 30 percent of the cap. Uh, he should qualify for the thirty percent. But but suffice to say that that's when he's going to be making a lot more money, and it will be a lot harder to go sign free agents, and a lot more of the work that that the Mavericks will have to do going forwards will be through trades or or uh, exceptions or things like that. So this coming season, this coming off season is important for them because they, they will actually have some cap space with, with uh, a few bigger contracts expiring, and, and James Johnson and Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, the idea is that they should have at least 25 million in space, maybe 35 or 40 if, if they kind of, you know, make certain moves in, in different ways. it's not the best off season to actually go sign said free agent. Um, you know, obviously Giannis is, is not no longer a target and, Ravu Gill no longer is either, um, but but you know whoever is out there, and, and there's a few names that I think are, are somewhat intriguing. You know that's that's their chance to go add talent and, and add add talented players and, and do it through through free agency, which is you know the, the least asset dependent way to do it, the, the cheapest way, even though it's very expensive, but the cheapest way in the in the terms that you don't have to give anything up. And so this this coming offseason is, is a big one for them, and I think that. You know, they they don't have the expectations of season. You know, they they do want to win a playoff series, but I think the title uh, and, and contending expectations really start after next off season, which is their kind of final chance to improve the roster through free agency and, and, and really be ready to be a title contender.
0: Tim Cato joining us, Dallas Maverick, and NBA writer for the Athletic. Jazz playing the Mavericks twice in three days, both games at home. Uh, The Mavericks are one of the elite defensive teams when it comes to the three-point shot. Opponents only shooting 34.2% against them. That's fourth best in the league. Jazz are second best at shooting it. How does that play out? How do the Mavs uh, shut teams down on the three-point line? What else are they willing to give up or have to give up to do that? And how does this play out?
1: They're they're very switchy. They like to switch a lot, and so a lot of the um, three pointers they give up. uh, You know, what what they expose themselves to is a a bad matchup, and you know, uh, you know, post ups or a a big man that a guard can drive past. So, so that's definitely the the area to to kind of beat them, and and that's why you know some of the the three point shooting, you know, their overall defensive numbers. Even though that one that metric is good, their overall defensive numbers I think are. Pretty average this season. Uh, granted, a lot of that has been the, the injuries that they've, they've suffered. You know, their best defenders have certainly been out, and during Vinny Smith, Josh Richardson, Maxi uh and then you know, of course, Purdy is missing the start of the year. So that's definitely a factor. And the team did have uh, you know really promising signs right before their uh, their health and safety protocol crisis hit, uh, as we're calling it. And and so you know, I, I think that it's, it's going to be curious to see how well they're able to do. But but certainly. Um, do watch uh, in, in, in these two games coming up. that you know there will be a lot of switches. There will be a lot of chances to, to kind of take advantage of, of mismatches, um, such as they exist on, on this team, which you know is, is a decent roster for, for switchability, but but certainly not perfect. And if you can isolate someone like Perzingis, um, or if you get a smaller guard like Trey Burke or Jalen Brunson um, on a on a bigger guy, those are those are definitely advantageous matchups that, that uh, opponents of the, the Mavericks have taken advantage of. So the Mavericks
2: started eleven different players. Do they attribute that to what percentage is just injury or as opposed to maybe Carlisle still experimenting?
1: I think it's mostly the uh, the, the hard times and the you know, just the, the players that have been absent and, and out. Um, you know, a couple of the starters have been Josh Green, who's a rookie, and Wes Wondu, who is a fourth year player, but previously he was with Orlando kind of a big player. And neither of them are, are players that even were playing rotation minutes uh, when the when the first few games of the year started, and, and all of a sudden, when when you're you know missing six different players, five of them due to protocol reasons, and another one due, due to injury, and in some cases two due to injury, you're kind of stuck just playing who you have and, and throwing things, tossing things, and, and seeing what sticks. So I don't know if if uh, if, if the players do return tonight as as expected. Um, you know, I, I'm not positive whether uh, they're going to start right away. I, I think they probably would. But, uh, but certainly, you know, it, it, the starting lineup, I, I think, is is relatively nailed down in four positions. And then maybe the one big question is whether you use someone like Tim Hardaway Jr. versus uh, Maxi Kleba versus um, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, while Richardson, Luca, and Kristaps are definite starters.
0: So you've seen a little bit of the season. There's still a lot of question marks out there, but rank the top four in the West. How does this play out?
1: Ooh, I think I think the three, as it stands right now, the top three, which is what I mean. It's Lakers, Clippers, and, and then Utah. Like that, that seems that feels like you know. I I mean, I guess the big question is, is you guys is, is Utah, but you know, everything I've seen feels legitimate in, in terms of what's what's happening there. Um, so so the the big question is, I guess, is four and. You know, I I clearly understand that. uh, You know, I have a uh, a a bias in terms of I watch and I'm you know I watch the Mavericks more than more than anyone else and kind of understand what they're doing. Um, I I would say that you know I I said even before the season that I expected them to push for a home court advantage at some point. Um, You know, and and, kind of kind of look around the league. Uh, Denver did beat them last night, but I'm not fully sold and. I'm trying to think. You know, Phoenix is interesting, but I'm I'm not sure that's a that's a team that I would uh, uh, put full stock into. So, you know, I guess tentatively, uh, since since I am a Mavericks writer, and and know, knows, uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe Luke is listening right now and he'll, he'll get upset if I say anybody else. Um, you know, I, I think Dallas can be a, a top four seed, and I think that's that's something that they have the, the potential of being. Um, but but I would say that there's there's certainly a step below the, the two Lakers or sorry the two Los Angeles teams um, and even Utah at this point. I, I'm very very interested to see how the how these two coming games kind of play out because uh, I, I'm I'm just super curious to see 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 how they how they match up because you know I, I could see the Mavericks being on a on a similar level to some extent but certainly I think all the evidence right now points to to Utah you know really making making a, a next step and uh, being at least a level above
0: them. Tim Cato, Dallas Mavericks and NBA writer for the Athletic joining us here with the Jazz and Mavs playing twice in three days. Tim, we appreciate the time. Thanks for checking in with us.
1: For sure. Thanks for having me.
0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 the zone. Mavericks, Nuggets, I think we both had high opinions of both those teams, PK. Somebody's got to get into the top four and those are the two that jump out at me right now, but it definitely seems like a free-for-all.
2: Yeah, I'd put Portland in there, too, when they get their guys back, depending on what the record is at the time. So, yeah, I'm Dallas, if they can get all their guys. I'm not as high on them as he is, but I don't see them every day.
0: All right, DJ and PK, your feedback is coming up next. Stay with us.